Welcome to the Beyond High Performance Podcast, featuring content and conversations from me, Jason Jaggard, along with our elite coaches at Novus Global, their high-performing clients, and the faculty of the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. On this podcast, you'll hear some of the world's best executive coaches and high-performing leaders, artists, and athletes discuss how they continue to go beyond high performance in their lives and businesses. On this episode of the Meta Performance Show, I welcome New York Times bestselling author, Jamie Kern-Lima to discuss her newest book, Worthy. Jamie's story is so amazing that it's almost unbelievable. She started a cosmetic company in her garage and went on to sell it to L'Oreal for over $1.2 billion. And at the peak of having it all, she found herself wondering, is this it? That started her on a journey from self-confidence to exploring self-worth and its ability to take you places nothing else can. If you've ever struggled with self-doubt, felt like you don't have what it takes, or that who you truly are isn't enough, even if you're really good at hiding it from the world, then Worthy is for you. In today's conversation, we discuss why she decided to donate all of her author profits from the sales of this book to charity, the difference between self-confidence and self-worth, how to change your relationship with failure and rejection, and why building unshakable self-worth raises the proverbial ceiling in every aspect of your life. We also tease that a certain host of this podcast is actually featured in the book, and after you read it, we want you to tell us where you found me. I always get so much energy from speaking with Jamie and her energy for Worthy is very apparent as we talk about this essential book. So be sure to pick up Worthy wherever books are sold and we hope you enjoy the show. The wait is finally over. Our new book, Beyond High Performance, What Great Coaches Know About How the Best Get Better is available for purchase wherever books are sold. This USA Today bestseller is more than 250 pages of expertise, anecdotes, and insights from Novus Global Coaches, as well as faculty from the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. We are so excited to put our proprietary framework that has helped thousands of leaders achieve more into your hands. And we can't wait to see how you'll use the book to enhance your life and leadership. To learn more and obtain this essential resource for yourself, visit novus.global forward slash book. Jamie, thank you so much for being on the show. I love you and I'm so excited for our audience to get to know you. Thanks for being here. Oh, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. I am, it's going to be an incredible conversation. I am fired up, fired up, high performance at the next level. Yes. And of course, if you're listening to this, the book is out, Worthy. The book is out, which means you can pick it up. And that's what we're going to be talking about because I love it. It's such an important message. And as a way of getting into this, you have also announced that you're giving 100% of the author proceeds away uh, from this book. And I just, one of the things I love about you is your generosity and that you practice what you preach. Can you tell me why you decided to do that? Because not a lot of authors write books and then give away the, <laughs> the profits. So why is that important? You know, I am... Um... I'm at this point in my life <laughs> where I just want to do everything in my power to serve and to impact. And I just think this message is so, so, so important. And why not help every single person like hit their highest level of success? Because you cannot out succeed your self-worth. That is it. Our self-worth is our ceiling in everything, whether it's high performance or leadership or business or personal relationships. And I just am so passionate about this that I think I'm excited for, you know, every person the book's going to touch. But then also it's sort of like it just keeps going from there and that, yeah, donating all the proceeds. And, um, you know, I find that when we can do stuff like that, there just also is 
just exponential meaning behind it. On the days when I'm up editing until three in the morning and really don't want to be, I remember, (laughs) I remember, you know, who needs this book right now, but also just, you know, the lives it's going to impact just simply from it getting into hand. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful for that. And thank you for being such a model of generosity. So now, of course, the book is called Worthy. And you know, our audience oftentimes are, you know, executives of large companies, entrepreneurs, professional athletes, and they're they're tough. They're like, you know, type A go-getter kind of stuff. And I can hear their voices a little bit when we say, okay, the book's called Worthy. It's about self-worth, where they may hear like a, okay, is this like a Stuart Smalley thing that seems kind of soft, that seems kind of like touchy feely or whatever? And it's not. Can you tell our audience a little bit about why Worthy is such a nuclear conversation for a leader? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, so this concept, self-worth is your ceiling. Self-worth is your ceiling in sports. Self-worth is your ceiling in business. Self-worth is your ceiling in leadership. And Jason, from being someone who, like I've started a company in my living room, grew it to over a thousand employees, sold it for over a billion dollars in cash to L'Oreal, going through all of the phases of startup to not just learning the skills and the leadership capabilities, et cetera, to be able to take everything to the next level. But underneath it all, if we do not believe we are worthy of the next level, we will sabotage it. We will hit a ceiling. We will second guess our decisions as a leader. We will wonder why we fumbled the ball. We will wonder why we're late to practice. We will wonder why. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on. It is the one thing that impacts every single area of our life. And I think, you know, on one hand, building our self-confidence is so important, but that is very different than our self-worth. And most people confuse the two or they don't realize self-worth is so relevant to everything that they're going to do because self-confidence is things that we are able to build on the outside and our skills and our abilities and our belief in, you know, our assessment of how we stack up to others. If we're winning or losing, our self-confidence fluctuates, but our self-worth, which is the deep internal knowing that we are fully enough and worthy as we are at an identity level, that will always be our ceiling. And so, so many people, and you can look at this across entrepreneurs, you can look at it across athletes trying to go to the next level. You can look at it across, you know, how every single person listening has personal relationships in their life, whether they're friendships or romantic relationships. It's every area of our life that we don't soar to the level of our goals and dreams. We stay stuck at the level of our self-worth. It is just such a big thing that is so relevant. And I think, I think for anyone listening who is like, oh, is that soft? Does that really apply to me? Is that just for women? I mean, all the things that people say, it's like, oh no, like success, you know, that famous saying success leaves clues. And I think for anyone wanting an edge on how do you get to the next level? How do you become a stronger leader? How do you start, stop sabotaging things in your life? How do you, you know, get unstuck? All of those things are very often tied to our deep down sense of self-worth. And so learning how to raise that is huge because it impacts every other area of our life, our business, our leadership, our relationships, all of it. I love it. So there's so much goodness there. There's the difference between self-confidence and self-worth. I do want to double click on that in a second. But also, I just appreciate as you were riffing there and you got so excited and I was so excited with you, the evidence is 
of a person who may be wrestling with a, a self-worth issue? Because th again, I think most leaders don't wake up thinking, I struggle with self-worth. I think their nose to the grindstone. They might have a little bit of a sense of it, but again, like uh, you just power through. I think that's kind of the deal. And so can you list against some of the clues that you may need an upgrade of self-worth? Yes. Okay. I want to, I'll get really, really granular because I bet you there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't know. And here's the thing is we think, oh, if I let something hurt my self-worth as a little boy, a little kid, on the playground, something that happened in my family, something that took root at an identity level. I think later I could just sweep that under the rug. I am 40 now. I can, you know, whatever the stories we tell ourselves, I'm going to build all my self-confidence. I'm going to, you know, get six pack abs. I'm going to hit a certain bank account number. I'm going to do all these things, but you can't outwork your self-worth like without raising it. It stays with you and it can impact things unless you learn how to raise that. And so so two things I want to dive into, and then I'll get granular on how do you know in your life, in your leadership, in your business, in your relationships, if this is an issue for you, because it really shows up in three big ways. But I just want to, uh, just for context, because I think there's probably a lot of people in your listening to us right now that maybe are familiar with this kind of context is for so many years in the personal growth space, for example, personal development, we've often heard that example of the thermostat. A lot of thought leaders have talked about, oh, we all in, have our own internal thermostat, right? When you think about when you're in the room right now, wherever you're listening to us from, there's often an automatic thermostat in the room. And if you have it set to, you know, 75 and the room, you know, cools off, the thermostat kicks in, it heats it back up to 75. Similarly, if the room goes up to 80, 85, your thermostat kicks on, the AC comes on, it cools it back down to 75. And, you know, there's an ages old kind of example, which is that we all have a level we believe our identity is at. And if you believe, for example, your self-worth is at a 75, then when things start to go really, really, really well in your life, you know, you'll sabotage it. You, the, your automatic thermostat kicks in and you'll cool things off somehow or another in your business in the amount of mistakes or misjudgments or miscalculations as a leader you make, the amount of insecurity or self-doubt you might feel until you get back down to that 75 level of self-worth. Similarly, if you really believe you're 75 and stuff just starts going wrong and you're just in a bad spell and this and that, but you, you believe your identity is at a 75, you'll get back up there. You'll get your habit, your good habits back in place. You'll, you know, that kind of thing, you get back to that number. And the big question is, well, how do you raise that number? And is that number affecting you? So for everyone listening and, and when, you, when you consider your, your leadership, your business, your journey of growing into living your best life, living at the highest expression of who you are and all of that, the, when you think about, low self-worth. So, okay. So two things, because <laughs> I'm like, I want to try to get so granular. So people really know why they should care and why this is a huge deal. Because, you know, again, self-confidence, which I would describe as an internal trait, but just our self-confidence is based so much on the, on the external world, on if we're winning or losing it, if, you know, we're willing to try and go for it, how much of the world's definition of success we have. The studies show the boxer who wins the match is automatically 30% more confident, right? But our self-confidence is fragile and it fluctuates. And it's why often you'll see people that they've won it all forever. And when that goes away, 
I mean, they feel like they have nothing left, right? Because self-worth, that deep internal knowing you're enough as you are and in and the identity level is very, very different. And when you think about the two, your self-worth is your foundation and your self-confidence is the house you build upon that foundation. And your house will only ever be as secure as the foundation it's on. And when we think about how so many of us have been raised, often by well-intended family that says, what do you want to do when you grow up? What career are you having? How's your job going? Are you married? Do you have kids? All the things that we learn once I have a great answer for those things, then I'm then I'm enough and then I'm supposed to be happy. Then I'm supposed to feel like I have I have it all. And you thought when I finally get that thing, then I'm going to feel happy and fulfilled and enough. And here's the thing, as we are talking right now, 80% of women don't believe they're enough. 73% of men feel inadequate and not enough, right? And this is why it is a self-worth issue because here's what happens. How many of you guys have had that big goal or dream and then, you know, for everyone listening and then you finally get it. And for some of us, we work decades to get it. We finally get it thinking now I'm gonna be happy and fulfilled We get it. And for a lot of us, we're happy for a few months or a few weeks or a few hours. And before we know it, we end up in the spot where we feel like something's missing. Like it's not enough. We're not enough. And so our solution is to work harder and to hustle more and to get to the next level. And what I want to say is growth and growing to the next level is so important as a piece to our fulfillment in life. But when we're growing to the next level, we're building our self-confidence. We're fulfilling that need for growth. We're often fulfilling the need for contribution. Those three things are very important. But no matter what we achieve, it never actually builds self-worth. And so I go uh, deep into Worthy in, in one of the chapters about fulfillment in life and our career and our relationships and our business. And all of those things, growth, self-confidence, contribution, they're all multiplied by your level of self-worth to get your level of fulfillment. and. For so many of us, two things. So we worry, if I feel enough as I am and I build my self-worth, I might lose my ambition. I might lose my edge. And that is a lie, a fundamental lie. Here's the deal. The stronger your self-worth is, the stronger you believe you are enough as you are, despite what you're achieving, despite how often you're failing, despite your past or your past mistakes or your past failures, when you believe you're fully enough as you are, you become fearless about going after stuff because you know, oh, I can go after that thing. I can fall flat on my face. I can fail. I can be embarrassed. And that might shake my confidence, but none of it can touch my self-worth. So the more I have built my self-worth in my life, the more fearless I become about, and the more ambitious I become about like, I do not doubt myself out of my own destiny anymore. And I have done that at a lot of moments in life. Hi, my name is Mike Park, and I'm a proud graduate of the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. The faculty of the Meta Performance Institute not only provided the training, tools, and experience to learn how to coach people toward powerful growth and thrilling results, but also advocated for that kind of growth and results in my own life. I had the unique opportunity to have world-class executive coaches invest in my development both professionally and personally. It's a privilege to be part of a tribe of coaches fiercely committed to exploring what we are capable of together. If you're looking to become a coach or to set up your coaching practice to reach the next level, I highly 
highly recommend the certification from the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. To fill out a free assessment of your abilities as a coach and to connect with someone to find out if the Meta Performance Institute is for you, check out www.mp.institute. But to answer your question, I feel like I'm just, I'm so fired up right now. I'm so no, fired this up. This is awesome. <laughs> but to answer your question, how does low self-worth show up in our life? Okay, I wanted to kind of get that base out there of what this is. So everyone listening, wherever you are at in your leadership journey, I don't care if you are crushing it in numbers at, in your business, right? All of those things are no indication of your level of self-worth because you know internally who you're born to be, what you're capable of. You know internally, right? We all have a sense of our potential of being the full expression of who we are, of who God created us to be. And we all know if we're not stepping into that fully yet. We all know, right? So it does not matter if you are, you know, crushing numbers as a CEO of a public company or if everything's going well. It's not an indication necessarily of your level of self-worth. Here's how it shows up in three main ways. So if you have low self-worth in your life, it often looks like you're stuck. And this could be stuck in a lot of different ways. It could be, you know, you have always felt you have a book inside of you to write and you don't know why you haven't written the same, the first word of it. It could look like you really want to expand your circle of friends and make friends as an adult and you haven't put yourself out there. It can look like so many things. Like you have this huge innovative business idea, but you don't, you're stuck in the sense of like, you don't share it because taking something to the next level, you almost don't think you're worthy of it, right? And we think like, oh, a lot of times when we tell ourselves we're stuck, we think like, oh, I just need to get more experience or more skill sets or this and that. But a lot of times we're stuck because we actually don't believe we're worthy of the thing that we're not going for. So that's a lot of times how low self-worth shows up. When you have medium self-worth, medium self-worth, what that looks like is you'll go after the thing, like you'll go for it, uh, but you'll often sabotage it somehow along the way. You'll hit a ceiling and not know why you can't take your business from five figures to six figures. Or, you know, you'll meet the perfect partner who's incredible and you all of a sudden decide to put them in the friend zone and you're not attracted to them and you don't know why. Like we attract what we believe we're worthy of. We hit the ceiling in our businesses and every area of our life that reflects what we believe we're worthy of. And so if again, like that example you and I were talking about earlier, it raises above 75, that cool, that AC kicks on and we lower it. And it's like, if we underneath this all have not done the work of raising our self-worth, that AC kicks in and in different ways we'll sabotage stuff. And I've done this so many times in my life. And Jason, I have been at the peak of business success, leadership success, and not understood why I've sabotaged things. Like literally only years later to realize, oh, wow, I was so really self-confident at that time, but I didn't have a lot of self-worth and they're just so different. So that's what medium self-worth looks like. and then. For a lot of people that may fall into this category listening to us right now is you have medium to high self-worth, medium to high. And what that looks like is you go for the thing. Like you go for it. You're next level, high performer, high performer, achievement, crushing it. But you arrive at it and still feel like something's missing. 
still feel like you're not enough. In the marriage, you feel like something's missing. So you just want to think maybe your partner's not enough or something's not, you feel like you're in the wrong job because you still feel like your job's not enough. And so you live in this sort of state of perpetual not enoughness or unfulfillment that you can hide with the ease of a smile and a well-done boardroom presentation, but it's there and you feel it. And those are really the three main ways that you know, oh, as a leader, as a human being, (laughs) as a parent, as a friend, as a partner, I think I can raise my self-worth because I think I got a self-worth issue. I love that, Jamie. Even just as you're listening to this, you know, what do you think as for the audience now, what do you think your relational thermostat is set to? What do you think your financial thermostat is set to? What do you think your vocational and artistic or creative thermostat is set to? And if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling if a little bit of self-sabotage, if you're winning and it doesn't quite feel right, then this is the relevant conversation for you. And Jamie, just real quick, because you do practice what you preach and your journey is so inspiring. Would you mind just briefly sharing some moments in your career for the last couple of decades when you hit like a worthiness uh, ceiling and then what it looked like for you to turn that thermostat up for yourself? Yeah, yeah. A couple of big things that come to mind. So, you know, when I wrote Worthy, it's packed with 20 over 20 tools like that you can apply to your life right now on how to build self-worth. And I have so many examples that just come to mind when you just ask that question. And there's one that comes to mind though, in particular is that, you know, in building, it cosmetics from my living room. I faced years and years and years of no's, setbacks, people not thinking this idea was going to work, people not wanting to invest, saying, no, I, I don't want to sell your products in my stores, which basically just meant they didn't think it would do well or I could make them money. I mean, it was just no after no after no after no. And for anyone out there listening right now who has had a lot of no's or a lot of rejection or failures in their past or present, setbacks, Here's the thing about this. When we have failures and setbacks, when we have strong self-worth, we have those things. And we're like, oh, they might rock our confidence for a little bit, but they're no big deal. But what happens for a lot of us, sometimes without even realizing it, is we've had so many failures or rejections that we actually let it take root at an identity level. And some of us have had this for years and we've never realized it. And this could be something, Jason, when you're a little kid, playing baseball on the field. I mean, it could be anything that happened to you, but when you have a lot of failures or rejections in the past and you've let it take root at an identity level, it can uh, look like you now believe you're a failure or you're a reject. And that's when it affects your self-worth. And so I wrote an entire chapter and I'll share some things that people can apply to their life right now I'm listening. I wrote an entire chapter that was actually another book. I wrote a whole other book called When You Change Your Relationship with Rejection, You Change Your Life. And I did not want to wait two more years for it to, because in the book world, I'd have to wait two more years for it to come out. So we put it into Worthy and it's chapter two of Worthy. It's the longest chapter in the book. Uh, But it's like this masterclass on how do you change your relationship with rejection and failure so that it is not taking root in your identity and your self-worth and so that you don't let it hold you back in, in all these areas of your life. And so this impacts whether you are an athlete, whether you are a CEO, an entrepreneur with greatness inside of you, which every one of us is. 
part of our journey is realizing we are. (laughs) But like when you embrace that, right, this can be a big thing that can chip away at your self-worth. And so one example of this is, you know, building a cosmetics long before we were this billion dollar company with a thousand, over a thousand employees, all this stuff. I was an entrepreneur just like struggling to believe that this feeling I had that I was supposed to do this was right. And every time I'd pray and get still, I'd always feel like God was saying, no, you're supposed to keep going. You're supposed to keep doing this. But it was just setback after setback and rejection after rejection. And, you know, one particular day I was so down after another painful no. I didn't know how we were going to make it. We were teetering on bankruptcy. And it was just another painful rejection. And I Googled that day. I Googled every person in business that I admired the most, every thought leader that had like moved humanity forward or been a force for good in the world. And I just started reading their stories. And I realized that every single one of them has dealt with rejection after rejection after rejection. They're just the brave ones willing to keep going for it anyways. And I kind of realized a couple things that I applied in my life then that helped me not take rejection and failure, help it not take root in my identity. What if one call could change what you once thought was impossible into a reality? Novus Global is offering you an exploration call with one of their world-class coaches to explore what you as a leader and your team are capable of. Novus Global is an elite executive coaching firm that works with multi-billion dollar companies, professional athletes, nonprofit leaders, and faith and government, all to create teams, companies, and communities that go beyond high performance. Book your call right now just go to novus.global forward slash now. Just to go through this with everyone listening to us right now, really quick, for everyone right now, be very honest with yourself. Don't overthink this question when I ask. And for everyone listening, I, I want you to answer this just really honestly to yourself that when you imagine yourself getting rejected or failing, what's the first thought that goes through your head without even thinking about it? The first thought. And maybe it helps to imagine yourself getting rejected or failing at something. Like, what would that first thought for you, Jason, be? Yeah, for me, it's like, uh, oh, there must be something wrong with me. Then sometimes there's a little bit of like, oh, what's wrong with them? But mostly what's wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've asked this question. Actually, one of the most emotional times I asked this was a room of CEOs. And people were very vulnerable and they shared their answers. And some of them was like, I'm stupid. I'm a loser. I don't have what it takes. Who was that? What was I thinking? Why did I even try? A lot of people, for me, it's I'm not enough. Uh, so everyone listening that, whatever that thought was you just had, that's your current definition of rejection. That's your current definition of failure without even realizing it. And, you know, as human beings, we're wired to avoid pain at all costs. That's why a lot of us know we'll feel so good and healthy if we go to the gym, but we do not want the pain of getting on the treadmill. So we skip it. We're wired to avoid pain at all costs. And for a lot of us, when we associate so much pain to failure or rejection, it's enough to keep us stuck and not going for the thing, not going after it, not going to the next level. And so everyone listening to us right now, whatever that first thought was that, that they had when they imagined getting rejected or failed, that's that's your current definition of rejection and failure. And so that day, when I was literally bawling my eyes out after the 50 millionth rejection in my business, not knowing how I was going to make it and feeling like that was another rejection that meant 
confirmation I'm not enough, my dream's not going to happen, my idea's not going to go to the next level. And that day when I Googled everyone and read all those stories, and I realized like, oh, you know, they've all had a million rejections and failures too. They're just the brave ones willing to keep going anyway. And that day I wrote out like, rejection does not mean I'm not enough. It means this is a victory because I'm one of the brave ones like willing to keep going anyway, willing to like not live on the sidelines of life, but like go for it. I'm not gonna live in regret. I'm gonna go for it. And I made that decision that day that every time I get rejected and there was still a lot more coming before our business took off, but every time I started getting rejected, I would catch myself going back to like, oh yeah, proof I'm not enough. But I would instantly replace it. I would intentionally replace it and reframe it with, oh no, no, this rejection doesn't mean I'm not enough. It means I'm one of the brave ones like it's a reminder. I'm willing to go for it. I'm like, I'm putting in the reps, right? I, and I started stacking these tools in my toolbox of new definitions. And you have to believe they're true. You can't just make them up that they sound positive because it won't work. You have to believe it. And so some of my favorite ones are rejections, God's protection. You know, I'm putting in the reps. I'm one step closer. Like, so in the book, I go through this framework of the four R's. And the first is to reveal, which we all just did together, our current definition of rejection. The second is to reframe, which every time it happens to you, you reframe it intentionally with your new definition until you believe it to your core. Like right now, I can tell you, there's a lot of stuff I'm working on and will be as a lifelong student the rest of my life. But one of the things I'm pretty fearless about is rejection and failure because this tool works. And the third R, just to share quickly, because it's my favorite one, and you and I have actually talked about this one before, but for anyone listening today, I just think it's so powerful to share, even if this is their one takeaway, and maybe they never even buy worthy, although I really hope you get worthy, but just this one takeaway can literally change everything in your business in your personal life. I mean, all of it. And the third R and, and the four R framework is to revisit. And it's about revisiting past rejections and failures or even recent ones. And it's a lot of us have let those rejections or failures taken root in our identity. And for anyone out there who's like, maybe you had somebody who in your past who just didn't see your value. It could be someone in your family who just did not love you the way you needed to be loved. It could be a friend or an ex-partner that broke your heart or that pulled the rug out from underneath you or betrayed your trust. It could be a big job or promotion you've been going after you wanted so bad and you didn't get it. It could be any of those things. I've done the work of going back to so many things in my life and revisited them and really tuned into what is the meaning I'm attaching to those rejections and failures. And how do I reframe it by revisiting those? And so, you know, one example is I was adopted and growing up, I, and then later in life, you know, my parents worked so much and I always kind of thought like, I felt abandoned, unwanted, rejected. And I realized like, oh no, that's not my story. Like my birth mom and dad were together one time ever. Like God chose me to be conceived. And then my birth mom, her life would have been way easier if she did not have me, but she chose to give birth to me. And my adopted parents chose to raise me like I'm chosen. And that identity level label helped me just shift a lot of other stuff in my life. And anyone, you know, right now who's thinking about just things that did not go your way in your past, 
people who've let you down, people who didn't see your value, the job that didn't give it to you, like all the things. And this is what I want to share with everyone that I know for somebody today will be the thing they needed to hear. But I will imagine for all those situations in life right now, this is one of my favorite tools. I will imagine God saying to me, oh, you weren't rejected. I hid your value from them because they're not assigned to your destiny. And I believe that. And it helps me not let rejections or failures take root at an identity level. Even to this day, Jason, like if we're all together and a friend doesn't invite me somewhere or whatever it might be, I want someone to like me so bad and they just do not and I don't know why. Whatever it is, we all deal with this stuff, right? I will imagine God saying to me, oh, no, no, you're not rejected. I'm, I'm hiding your value from them because they're not assigned to your destiny. And I believe that to my core. And it helps me become fearless in the business decisions I'm making, <laughs> in my ambitions and putting out like the offerings of my soul out to the world. So that is one of the tools. Is, and the fourth R is to revel in the fact you are fearless of rejection and failure and that you're not letting it take root in your identity. But these things, oh my goodness, do they help whether you are an athlete whether you are in business, a CEO, a leader, and in your personal life as well. So, Yeah. Well, Jamie, I could talk to you forever. I, I always enjoy when we get to spend time together. I'm just really, really grateful. I'm, I'm grateful to share this. And, you know, I did this like, while I think when you build your self-worth, actually, Jason, you and I are both really uh, good friends with Craig Grishel. And he and I were in this conversation recently where we were talking about that idea that you cannot out-succeed your self-worth. And this is just such a powerful thing in leadership, in business, in our goals, and our dreams. And I'm just honored to share it because I think, you know, I've learned this lesson the hard way. And I feel in part that God blessed me with so much in the sense of like, I worked so, 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 so hard. But then I got to this place where I accomplished more and had more than I could have ever imagined in business and all of it. And I was like, why do I still feel like I'm not enough? And I realized it's because you can have all the success in the world, builds a lot of self-confidence, but if you do not believe you're enough underneath it all, you'll either sabotage things, you'll never be able to actually enjoy them when you get them, and then you feel like your identity is rattled if you lose them. And so I've just been obsessed for the past three years uh, with like, how do you build unshakable self-worth? And so I'm just really grateful to, to share a little bit about, about that with everyone and for Worthy. And yeah, I'm donating 100% of the proceeds. And I hope for anyone who gets the book that once you're done with it, you'll give it to someone else. Because when you look at the data and you look at how you know 80% of women don't believe they're enough 91% of girls and women don't love their body. 75% of women deal with imposter syndrome, but 73% of men feel inadequate and unworthy. It is just that one thing that just changes everything else in your life. And so, yeah, so thank you so much. And I'm so excited it's out there in the world now and that it, yes. and that it just launched. And thank you for the blessing of sharing a little bit about it all together today. Well. This is to be continued, one. Two, this is only the beginning for you as the Worthy Movement picks up steam. Tell people how they can stay connected to this. Of course, they'll get the book wherever books are sold. And of course, you're on Instagram and all those things. But I think you have some bells and whistles and some communities you're building too. Yeah, so on, uh, thank you for that. Yes, on worthybook.com. For anyone who grabs a book, anywhere books are sold, you know, Target, 
Amazon, local bookstores, Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold. When you go to worthybook.com, there's lots of just thank you bonus gifts right now for anyone who grabs it. And there's self-worth shortcuts. There's all kinds of stuff on there that really can multiply your success. And yeah, I'm really working on, on building a community around this and just us all sort of being in this together, rising higher together, taking our lives to the next level together. And and I'm super grateful. So yeah, worthybook.com is the best spot to go and and get all your all your bonus gifts there. And that are really just thank yous. I actually sell nothing on my site. Everything I do is just hundred percent to just put out there in the world, which I'm really, really grateful. But yeah, this is just, you know, and you and I have this in common, but I've just had the blessing of meeting tens of thousands of entrepreneurs now over the years. And this is the thing. Sometimes we think, do I need to build more skills? Do I need to get more experience? Those things are important. But your self-worth is your ceiling in success. So this is the thing. I love it. Well, thank you, Jamie. Thank you for your time. Thank you. I love knowing you. I love learning from you. You've been such an encouragement. Just to say this, you know, Jamie was the one who really, we had coffee and she really encouraged me with our book when we were coming out. And, and you know, if it wasn't for Jamie, our book wouldn't have hit the USA Today bestseller. And you're really generous. And I just appreciate your wisdom and your time and the way you support people and uh, just love you. Can I say one more thing? I need, to, I need to say one more thing. Jason is in the book. Jason is in the book. And there is such a special moment with me and Jason at coffee where I was really struggling with decision making. And I'm not going to give away what you said to me. But that day you said something so powerful that shifted how I approached decision-making. It was so meaningful. You gave me such a beautiful, powerful, symbolic token of your belief in me. That means so much to me, so much so that I wrote about it in the book because I, I want that lesson to you to be the impact of that lesson you shared with me to have its impact multiply. So everyone listening, see if you can find the spot in the book. Find the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Waldo? I, you know, I remember that conversation. Yeah, it's full out in the book. And it's just a powerful lesson. So thank you for your friendship. Thank you for how you show up in the world. Thank you for your impact on my life. All of that right back to you. So thank you. Thank you, Jamie. And have a wonderful rest of your day. Ladies and gentlemen, check out worthy.com. Yeah, worthybook.com. Yeah, <laughs> excited. Excellent. Thank you for being on our show. Thank you. All right, we have a few more things to let you know about before we go. First, podcast reviews really help us serve more people. So if this podcast is helpful for you, we'd love your help to get it into as many leaders' hands as possible. Please leave us a review, even if it's not five stars. And if you really want to go the extra mile, let us know what you'd like to hear more of or what you think we could do better to serve you and the people you care about. Okay, second, we have more resources for you online and they're all free. We have free assessments, educational videos, articles from sources like Fast Company, written by our coaches and clients, all designed to help you use our tools in your everyday life and leadership. To dive into the free treasure trove of goodies we have for you, go to novus.global and then click on resources. Some of you have been listening for a while and you haven't yet taken that next step to hire a coach. This is your time. I can't tell you how often I've heard from clients around the world that they wish they would have talked to us sooner. If you have a sense that you're capable of more, we would be thrilled to explore what coaching could do for you and those you influence. 
Simply email us at begin at novus.global or click the link in the show notes. You also might be listening to this thinking, maybe you want to be a coach or maybe you already are and you have a vision to build a six or seven figure practice coaching people you love in a way that brings life to you and your clients. Well, that's why we created the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. It is an in-depth coaching apprenticeship designed to help you create the coaching practice of your dreams. The first step in exploring that is simple. Just go to www.mp, as in Meta Performance, .institute. There we have free assessments to help you see what kind of training you need to create the coaching practice the way our coaches do at Novus Global. Finally, this show was produced by Rainbow Creative with Matthew Jones as executive producer, Stephen Selnick as producer, and Rob Johnson as audio editor and engineer. We love working with this team. Find out more about how to create a podcast for you and your business at rainbowcreative.co. Thank you so much for listening. We love making these for you. And remember, dare to go beyond high performance.